0: My name is Michael and today I'm going to be telling the story of Jack Churchill and this would be podcast episode one. So today I'm going to be talking about the very fascinating story of Jack Churchill and his experience in the war and even after the war. So to start the story we're going to go back to England which is where Jack was born and raised and he had two older brothers and he was the youngest of the family and his older brothers were both in the military and they were both very well respected soldiers and high ranking and jack looked up to that and he wanted to follow in their footsteps so he enrolled at the sandhurst academy in england which is one of their top ranking military schools after jack graduated his first assignment was in burma but it was peacetime, so there was no action and jack wanted action, but there wasn't any. So he picked up a few hobbies on the side and one of them was the bagpipes. And he became really good at playing bagpipes. But the thing was, Jack, he really wanted to do something else. He got very bored just sitting there. And so he decided to move to Kenya, which is where he picked up archery and he became really good at it very quickly, was one of the most skilled archers in England. The war began in 1936, and when Jack saw this, he wanted to go, he wanted to be part of the action, and he wanted to go and fight. So he re-enlisted in the military and was stationed in France to prevent from a Nazi invasion. The Nazis ended up deciding to take an approach of blitzkrieg, which is a strategy that involves sending everything they have all at once, just a full-on attack, to overwhelm the other side. And it ended up working. But during that six-week period of fighting, Jack would end up getting his name mad jack because of the way he conducted himself during battle and what he was known for was being the only soldier to not carry a gun to battle and all he would carry was a sword and his bow and arrow and bagpipes and he would always wear a kilt everyone that was below jack they all loved him he was a great leader he inspired them and he was a great fighter but the people above him, they didn't like him so much because they thought he was a bad influence because he would just carry a bow and a sword into battle, but he was such an effective leader and soldier that they let it slide, and they didn't even really say anything about it to him, because he was just so good at what he was doing, and there was even one battle that took place during the six-week blitzkrieg, where Jack had gotten shot through the neck, and he just was so nonchalant about it, when he got back to base, someone asked him, Jack, you're bleeding from the neck, what happened, and he said, ah, I got shot by a machine gun, and that was it. And after this war, he ended up receiving a military cross for what he went through. And instead of just retiring after that, he wanted to just be right back out. Even though he got shot, he just wanted to be right back out there fighting again. After Jack got shot, his higher-ups were telling him, okay, you've done your part. You got injured in battle. We're going to take you out the front lines. We're going to give you a safer job. You've done your part. But Jack, he wanted to go... And have more action he wanted to be part of the battle so he ended up joining the commando unit which was the unit that was promised the most action out of any of the units and after going through the training and completing that he became a commander of a commando unit and their first task was to storm a norwegian nazi garrison in a town called voigsoy and during this raid jack had his bagpipes and they ended up having to go on boats and land on this beach, just like in the movie D-Day. And then they would storm the beach and storm the garrison. And while he was on the boat, he was playing his bagpipes. And when they landed, he was the first one off the boat. And instead of putting away the bagpipes, he kept playing while him and his soldiers stormed the beach. And he didn't put away the bagpipes until he finished his song. Then he threw it over his shoulder and he picked up a grenade and threw it at a group of Nazis which took out a large number of them, and then he pulled out a sword and he charged in the battle. It only took Jack and his men two hours to completely take out the Nazi garrison. And for this, he was awarded a second military cross for his heroism in battle. In 1943, Jack was tasked with capturing a Nazi observation post in a town called Solinero, which is another Norwegian town. And when him and his men got there, it was nighttime, And so they crept up to the town, and they were actually outnumbered 20 to 1. And so instead of taking a stealthy approach to it, Jack had a different way of going about taking over this town. And what he did was he got his men, and he put them into six different groups. And he had them go all around the town, and then on Jack's signal, he had them all shout commando and charge into the town. And what this did was it surprised the Nazis, because they were thinking to themselves... It's nighttime. They couldn't see anything. They couldn't see how many men there were, but all they hear is just people screaming all around them, and they're just getting charged at. So they're thinking there's tons of soldiers that they are the ones outnumbered, when in reality, Jack and his soldiers were outnumbered 20 to 1. So when Jack's men start charging into the town, Jack split off from the group and he went into the heart of the town where the Nazi commander was. And he went up behind him, grabbed the commander, and held a knife to his throat. And he said, you have to surrender or I'm gonna kill you. And so the Nazi commander surrenders, all of the men in the town surrender, and Jack was able to capture every single one of them, and he even made them carry their own supplies back to the Allied camp. Jack would go on to receive a third military cross for this accomplishment, and instead of stopping there and quitting, he wanted to go back out again. So he was given another task, and this task was to go to Yugoslavia, in 1944, and he was tasked with capturing Point Six Two, which is a very good position to be at, and one that was very crucial to capture. When Jack and his men went to storm Point Six Two, they weren't expecting it to be as well defended and fortified as it was. And so what ended up happening is Jack's entire regiment was either killed, wounded, or captured. And Jack, when he ran out of arrows in the battle, he, instead of surrendering, played his bagpipes and kept marching forward until a grenade went off behind him and it injured him and led to him getting captured. And then he was moved to a interrogation center in Berlin where he was questioned because his name was Jack Churchill. So the Nazis believed he was related to Winston Churchill. And when they found out he wasn't, they moved him to a concentration camp. But on the way out from the building he was in, in Berlin, He flicked a lit cigarette into his interrogator's office, and it ended up catching the entire thing on fire, but no one knew that he did it. When Jack was at the concentration camp, he immediately started working on an escape plan, and it only took him two months to escape this concentration camp, and he did it by digging a tunnel under the fence and was able to get out, and then he ended up making it five miles until he was captured again and moved to a more secure concentration camp. And he was only at this one for another month and a half, because what happened was there was a riot at the concentration camp, and Jack took advantage of this, and he was able to just walk right out the front door with no problems at all. And he ended up having to travel 150 miles on foot through the Alps, and he survived by stealing from people's gardens along the way. And then eventually he ran into an ally force and they took him in and they brought him back to England. While Jack was in England, the war began to come to a close, but Jack wanted to see more action. So he went to Burma to fight the Japanese at the Pacific theater. And as soon as he got there, the U.S. dropped two atomic bombs on Japan, which ended the war and Jack was not happy with this. He wanted to see more action. So he ended up saying, if it wasn't for the Yanks, we could have kept this thing going for 10 more years. He just wanted more action. But after that, Jack went back and he took up a desk job at the military. And interesting story of what he would do on his way home was he would ride a train and he had his briefcase with him. And he figured out that on his train ride home, if he threw his briefcase out the window at the exact perfect time, it would land in his backyard so he wouldn't have to carry it home with him when he got off the train. And so every day after work, he would do that exact thing and he would just throw his briefcase out the window and it would land in his backyard. But everyone on the train thought he was crazy because he was just throwing his briefcase out the window. No one knew why. After working this desk job for a little bit, he got bored again. And so he went to jump school to become a parachute soldier. And he passed at the age of 40, which was very old to pass. And he did it, and he ended up going to Palestine to try to teach soldiers over there tactics to fight the Arab army. While Jack was in Palestine, he gained even more fame after defending a Jewish medical convoy from an Arab ambush, all while wearing a kilt with his bagpipes, just like he always did. And then another time in Palestine was when he was able to evacuate an entire hospital from an Arab attack. Jack would then go on to retire at the age of 50 and he moved back to England and he became a very talented surfer there. And he ended up being the very first person to surf the Seven Boar Wave, which was a massive wave at the Southwest part of England. Now we come to the end of Jack's story, which actually ended on a very positive note. After everything he had been through, he lived a very long and happy life. He was married and he ended up dying at the age of 89. So that is the story of Jack Churchill, otherwise known as Mad Jack, and I think it's a very incredible story, and I have a lot of respect for Jack and the way he just kept going after it, kept being a part of the fight, and he just was so relentless, and he never gave up, and it's just truly an incredible story. So that's where we're going to close it out. Thank you for listening.